All right, we are live. Putin threatens nukes, or does he? And more from Indivisible Trainings, where their activists are, they're training their activists in how to conduct information warfare. You are watching the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. Joining me is host of the Mad Ones podcast, Cam Harless. Cam, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. I've had a rough right. day, though, because my internet has just been going on and off and on and off, which makes it really hard to work when you uh, work from home um, digitally and remotely. Right. So between that and just right before this, I, I, I sat down at the computer at, at 718 because we we're starting at 720 and I had to go Internet's and restart out. everything in my house to get this to work. Yeah, that's not frustrating at all. Imagine <laughs> how frustrating it might be when they just turn the grid off. Right. Although... I don't know that they would do that for too extended period of a time because they want us to be connected to the Borg. They want us connected to the grid. So I, I don't fear that. I think it could happen periodically just to test us, but it'll come back on. Okay, top story of the day everybody's been talking about is that Russia has threatened to just nuke everybody, apparently. That's what you would gather by the mainstream media reporting but that might not be the 100% truth in the way that they're contextualizing all of this. So they've been reporting this in very alarming fashion. And the timing of the way they're reporting about these nuclear threats is interesting to me because today is also the day that Biden gave his speech to the world at the United Nations General Assembly. And what better thing to have happen on a day where you are going to demonize Putin than to have Putin threaten nukes against the world, basically. Ukraine, the world, solidarity, whatever. So it was the perfect timing for Biden when it comes to the story. But then you look into what Putin actually said, and you see that it might not be exactly what the media is telling us, as most things are not. What he said was, if the territorial integrity, is what Putin said, of our country is threatened, we will, without a doubt, use all available means to protect Russia and our people. This is not a bluff. And he was speaking in co the context of saying that NATO was the aggressor here and that they're defending themselves. All these people do this. All these leaders around the world, they always pretend to be on the defensive because they want it to look like the other person acted first. I think there is some credibility here that NATO was also involved in provoking what's going on with the whole war. I played some clips a while back of people from the Chatham House saying, yes, NATO was absolutely provoking some of this stuff, which was kind of a surprising admission that some of them were making. His defense minister, Putin's defense minister, he said that they are not in war, at war with Ukraine, but they are at war with NATO. And the partial mobilization of 300,000 available soldiers that's being reported is actually just around 10% of the around 3 million or so fighters that Russia has available. So they left, they left some things out in the reporting over here to make it seem a little more alarming so that Biden could have that example to use to demonize Putin. Here's what Biden said this past Sunday on 60 Minutes in regards to Putin, which may or may not come off as a threat. We'll let you decide. As Ukraine succeeds on the battlefield, Vladimir Putin is becoming embarrassed and pushed into a corner. And I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. 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 <laughs> His face is very serious looking for those oh. who are just watching, those who are, who are listening. It will change the face of war unlike anything since World War II. 
And the consequences of that would be what? I'm what would the U.S. response be? You think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going <laughs> to If tell I you. knew. It'll be consequential. They'll become more of a pariah in the world than they ever have been. And depending on the extent of what they do, will determine what response would occur. All right. So that kind of comes off as a threat. Yet, I mean, he'll do whatever's necessary, which is what Putin said also. Yet when Putin says that, Putin's threatening to nuke the planet. When Biden says that, nobody blinks an eye. So I don't think the alarmism that we're seeing here in the news is is really substantial. I think that obviously everything going on over there is a little bit crazy and it is impacting the world, but definitely a little bit of hyperbole, uh, perfectly timed, hyperbole, hyperbole, perfectly timed. Hyperbole. Yep. Okay. So yesterday I told you about, all right, we played a bunch of these clips from this indivisible truth brigade. The Truth Brigade, the training session where they had their keynote speaker was Obama's old communications director and top advisor, Dan Pfeiffer. And we heard some of what he had to say about his community organizing and the activism. This guy's like an Elvis to these people. I mean, he, he's a top level progressive propagandist. He does the, the Pod Save America stuff, and, and they throw their panties at this guy, these progressives do. And I want to play some more clips from this because uh, there's some we didn't get to that really reveal the way that these activists think. And really how they take these scripted talking points and apply them and spread them. And as they say, multiply them. They, they call them multipliers, the social media effect. In fact, this very first one, very directly, this indivisible activist group, here are your talking points, your scripts, come copy and paste them from our secret group, share them everywhere. It could not be more clear than this. So we've all seen those retweets of the images of the, the, the accounts that look like bot accounts, everybody tweeting the exact same progressive message. Well, this is a, a pretty good explanation for why super that happens. Excited. Let me turn that up a bit. Super excited to announce our very own Indivisible Truth Brigade private group on Facebook, where you can all join us. You can get access to new campaigns and easily copy and paste messages to your own Facebook pages. So this is the lo- right there. Come to this Facebook page and he it's private. You have to be vetted, which he mentions there. Copy, paste and share. Couldn't be more clear than that. And they actually elaborate further. You'll see in some other clips. But this is this is where this comes from. These these people are not thinking when they're saying these things. Not at all. They take all thinking away in the way they train. They train these activists not to think, but to only share. Logo, you can search Indivisible Truth Brigade on Facebook, and then you can request to join. Um, and you, we've also got our very first post done by the, the wonderful Jody herself uh, on display for you here. But we do have a review process. There's only two of us, so uh-huh. we anticipate a bunch of you are going to leave here and immediately hop onto that, and that's great. Um, but bear with us for just a couple of days while we catch up with all of the requests to join. All right, so there's the private Facebook page. You guys can go try and join it if you want. The vetting process, I don't know how to work. I don't know if Cameron, that was Cameron we were listening to. You met Cameron, Cam met Cameron yesterday, the indivisible activist. Bizarro Cam is what I call him. And yeah. So there, there it is cam. right there. Do what? Upside down cam. Yeah, upside that's, down world cam. Totally. It's the, the Vecna version of me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So here are 
here they are again describing the one-click messaging thing. They, they, drill, they drill home. You don't have to do anything. You just come to us. We tell you what to say, how to share it, where to share it. So now I want to hear from all of you. Oh, wait. That's the wrong one. So. Is that the wrong clip there? Yes, it's the wrong clip. My mistake. Move that one. Here we go. Messages. What, watching this, by the way, it just gave me flashbacks of all the worst technical problems that I've ever had, you've ever had, because <laughs> they were definitely fumbling with their technical aspect those of it. Messages. Well, we here at the Truth Brigade, we're going to send reminders to you every week. Here are some ideas for now. So to get these messages, you know, check your email. You're going to be scheduling things. Come to our Truth Brigade calls. And best of all, you don't have to remember any of this. We're going to remind you. You don't have to remember anything on screen for those who are just listening is like little, little boxes and they're, they're very given direct instructions in the boxes. So what she's saying, they're illustrating in the boxes and you don't no work required. And this is, they try and remove all obstacles, all barriers to action. Week after week that you've got this tool to work with. We'll send you a link to the interactive toolkit that we're putting together where you can find messages, message templates. So messages and templates and one-click links to post and share your messages, whether it's a letter to the editor, Twitter, and Facebook. We're going to talk in just a minute about our new Facebook group. Okay. With these one-click messages, because I get these emails, they have for the different platforms, they have them structured a little bit differently. All you have to do is click them. And then we've probably seen this before when you've gone to share something on Twitter from, uh, I know in Rockfin, when I click share, it pops open uh, the Twitter thing and you can just share it. Then you can change your message how you want. This is what happens here. Whatever. They the also have that on Pornhub. Isn't that a weird thing that they have on that website? That, you can share it to your Facebook. Are there people sharing that? Uh, I don't know if people are sharing it. I'm just letting you know that if you ever wanted to, Somebody's watching porn. They go, Could. you know what? I think everybody on Twitter would like to see this as well. <laughs> what a bizarre world. Hey, thanks, and man, yeah. for sharing that. You're welcome. Porn. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's like a typical <laughs> a, a typical website thing. I, I don't know. But yes, they have that. And, and this has is designed for the specific platforms, and it has the message already built in so they don't have to do anything because coming up with that message is an obstacle to action, so they give them that message. And here to break up the the monotony of, of that that lady here is this is is this the right one? Oh wait no we're gonna did I miss that clip hold on one second here I think I missed one give me out instructions or all right okay so this right here is what I believe yeah this is a little bit better instructions on sharing the message and then we're gonna get to the and light more lighthearted one that's a different one Hold on one second. My apologies. Now I'm having the same type of technical mistakes I was just mocking them for. This is a better description of how they're trying to organize and spread these messages leading up to the 2022 midterm elections. Very specific. They leave as little choice as possible to their activists, mind-controlled slaves. You know, while Cameron's joining, I thought I would do a point of clarification just to make sure everybody understands that for this campaign, for the next seven, eight weeks, what we're doing is suggesting we're going to be providing you three different messages and we're suggesting one in each category, you know, one about elections, one about issues and one about candidates. And so that's the choice they get. We're going to give you three options. It's just like a presidential election. We don't get to we, we think we're choosing, but in reality, they've chosen the choices 
that kind of minimizes the damage based on the narrative they're trying to push. And so they, they do the same thing here. We're, we're telling you the issues we can talk about. We're going to give you the messages to spread. So there's no room for creativity or your own critical thought there. Your choice is just which one of these three that we said are okay to share. And that's how they do it in all of their emails. That's how they do this. And then you choose which one you want to use. And then what we're going to ask you to do is to stick with that message all the way through, but play with it and multiply it and get it out there and get a lot of other people involved. So rather than sending every two weeks a new message, we want to really lean into getting ourselves heard by the thousands and then by the hundreds of thousands. So um, uh, Cameron, are you are you ready to go now? Yeah, I think she's talking to you, Kim. Yeah, I'm, re- I, I'm ready. So ready I go. was going to cut that as an ISO so I can have that ready just whenever. Do it. Play that camera. Do it. Are you ready to go? And this next one here is what I believe. Well, you might want to save that for after this. Is what I believe maybe Jeffrey Tubin might have said during that infamous CNN Zoom call. People are saying they can see the poll. Great. See if we can hear that again. Jeffrey Tubin during his CNN Zoom call. Yeah. Okay. People are saying they can see the poll. Great. People are saying they can see the poll. That's all I could think about when I heard Cameron <laughs> say. Because they, So they had these technical difficulties. It was like three and a half, four minutes of technical difficulties. And they were trying to get the... You see on the screen right now, it just says poll, but you can't yeah. see an actual poll. So they spent three and a half, four minutes, and this Cameron guy kept going, can everybody see the poll? I, I, all right, you need to put the poll up on screen. The poll has popped up and can you guys see the poll and all i could think about is jeffrey tubin that must have been what he was saying during his uh, <laughs> infamous scene can you stuff. see my poll yes can you see my poll the poll is up on screen now yesterday we talked about the gamification of this stuff right you, you, you right. noticed that well here is an example of one of the games they're playing to help people understand Miss and disinformation. This is spy the lie, which I, I'm not quite sure they understand how to spy the lie correctly. What you're going to see, what's going to be on screen for those just listening, is on one side, you're going to see a red MAGA hat. And on the other side, you're going to see a Black Lives Matters sign. And here's what she has to say. Okay. Oh, it also says how to spy the lie and is it catchy at the top of the screen. Okay. How about this one? And they're thinking. And is it catchy? Is it? Which uh, one do you think? Now, uh, obviously, you know, Make America Great Again is Trump. <laughs> and, but, I mean, they're both catchy slogans, right? <laughs> so the reason that I put this in here like this is because, um, yeah, obviously, I don't actually know that Make America Great Again is distant from, well, it's kind of, it's sort of a, um, it just tries to skew the whole narrative, I would say. And uh, as I was saying, the, the reason that I put this in here is because these are both excellent slogans, right? And they catch our attention. But the main difference is, is that one is fluff and one is substance. That's it. That's the spy of the lie game. One is there was no, fluff. Right. Which one do you think was fluff? And she didn't actually clarify I'm just presuming that she's uh, saying MAGA was fluff and the Black Lives Matter sign was the one with substance. But that is what they're training them. How do you spy the lie? And then they put two images on screen, one of MAGA hat, the other of of a Black Lives Matter thing. And then they don't even, they say the Trump thing isn't really a lie or disinformation. It just, it, it it, it makes the whole narrative go wrong. And 
see the way she described that was weird because I, I don't think she yeah. knew exactly how to. I, I think it's it's about their truth because they're called the Truth Brigade, right? This is a group of people who. You know, let me play this other clip for you, and then then go go into that because because this here. This is into some of the, the tactical stuff here. This kind of demonstrates what I'm about to talk about. This is them telling the two main core tactics of the Truth Brigade. Essentially, we have just two major tactics. The one is we tell everybody, and a lot of you have been posting this in the chat as well, don't engage with the disinformation. Don't repeat it. And what that means, if you're online and you see something and you want to say something about it, that's you know you know what's wrong. You just know you have to say something don't do it because every time you click on a lie, it brings that lie to the top algorithmically of whatever platform it's on. So even when you're arguing, if you're getting involved in this you know, big argument online, every time you comment, every time you say, no, 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 I know this fact, you should, you know, you should do this this way. Um, you're actually helping the bad guys. And the same philosophy holds through offline. We'll talk about that more a bit later, but arguing does not help us. Um, so tactic one, don't engage. Tactic two, share effective counter messages. And that's what we're going to be teaching you about the rest of the evening. And again, so online, our goal is not to argue, it's to encourage independent thought and source checking. And offline, we open minds with structured values-driven conversations, which you can all read. Okay, don't engage with a bad guy. Don't engage with the bad guy. One, they start off with a presumption that it's the source that it's where the information comes from that is the bad guy. Therefore, you should not engage with that information. Tell me this, Kim. How do you determine whether something is disinformation content if you don't engage with it? Is it possible? <laughs> I just ask myself, is this catchy? Yeah, is it, yeah. Play you play the game. You play Spy the Lie. Yeah. Is it catchy? And then based on whether it has nothing to do with whether or not it's catchy, according to her <laughs> description, just whether or not it, it uh, aligns with progressive values. But this is what they convince them of. They convince them the source is the bad guy. Therefore, don't even engage with it. Don't repeat it because it reinforces it. So don't look at it. Don't repeat it. Blindfold yourself when that stuff is going to be in front of you. However, you need to respond with counter messaging. And you don't get to come up with that either. So don't read the disinformation ever. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. Don't read it. You just know it's bad because it comes from a bad guy. And here's how you respond to it. Don't worry about coming up with that response. Just copy and paste this. Do these people not see? They're not, they're not being asked to engage their critical thought. It's crazy, too, because they turn right around and say, we need, to, we need to encourage critical thought. And then when they say they need to encourage critical thought, their way of doing that is what you need to do is ask people where that information came from because it came from a rich billionaire who's funding that thing. As though these people and this guest they had on is not also funded by a wealthy billionaire. They are. These people get money from all of the wealthiest people. All of them. Like, I looked up some of the funding. I don't know if Indivisible directly gets it from Soros, but they get it from other groups similar to Soros, maybe even Soros. But I don't think this, like this lady here, I don't think she has a clue about that. So their keynote speakers, they called him, Dan Pfeiffer, he very much does. But they are, on one hand, telling people to encourage critical, critical thinking, and then on the other hand, telling them to never think critically or even read the messaging of the bad guy and taking away all of their right to come up with their own thought and how to respond. This is slavery. This is mind control. It's 
also just so pathetic. It's very pathetic. Very childlike the way they talk to them. Like I, it's it's incredible to me that there are people who would sit through this and go, "Oh yeah, this is oh this is great stuff." I'm willing to. Do they pay to go to these these things? Is there a fee? I don't know. If, no, they bring people in. What they try to do is they want to bring them in. We heard that Dan Pfeiffer guy talk about it yesterday is we rely on you. They have all these big money people. We have grassroots, which which is such a lie. They are funded by George Soros. They're funded by all these other groups. A lot of these activist groups are. And they try and make the, these people think that they are involved in something, that they're filling a void in their lives, and they're fighting for democracy by simply clicking and sharing a copy and pasted message. And that makes them feel good. And then they get rewarded, this system of incentives, by recognition on social media. It is Amazing. crazy. Amazing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's it, like, can you imagine being that easily manipulated? I cannot, and I do know a couple of people. I know a lot of people who consider themselves progressives. I know a lot of Democrats, too. I only know a couple of people who have taken it this far, who I could tell by the way they were speaking are definitely going to probably indivisible groups on a regular basis or, or some other activist group. But I, there's friends of mine who have just lost their mind, and they're constantly copying and pasting this stuff and they respond to me occasionally on twitter and the response is something that it's like a scripted response that i got an email from indivisible and i'm like dude i got that email too dude what, what yeah. are you doing you, you know and it's a bit it a couple of them are a bit surprising to me but i this I, this is radicalization they talk about radicalization yeah. These people, their their premise on all of these things is they start off with Trumpism is evil, Trump is bad, and now they're using the MAGA Trump semi-fascist stuff, and they're convinced the the world is going to end, and they must fight for democracy by clicking and sharing a copy and paste mes message because those instructing them are more wiser and smarter right. than they are. I feel bad for them sometimes, although it is very silly. All right. A couple more here. Oh, this one. I love this one. And I don't want to play all of this one, but he just keeps saying bun, okay? And, and I could not play it. I've bun? Yes, I've shown a lot of stuff in the past because the truth sandwich, I've talked about this before. Brian Stelter used to bring in the truth sandwich. Brian Stelter used to interview these indivisible people all the time. And the truth sandwich is their message of fact-checking, uh, of spreading the truth and debunking disinformation. A and here is the description. This is probably the best description, because of the way he does it, of True Sandwich that I've seen yet. What we do every day... On screen is a, is a hamburger-looking thing that says Truth Sandwich on it. We write counter-messages in the form of, of Truth Sandwich, discover common ground, disrupt disinformation, and dream of a better future. <laughs> <laughs> every week every month uh through the truth brigade is we write counter messages in the form of a truth sandwich <laughs> and so that's what you see right here on the left hand side is this hamburger bun with all the fixings inside and that is our model of a truth sandwich so at the top we call this our top bun which is where we're discovering common ground and then if you take a shot for every time he says top bun or bottom bun during this little clip, you'll be hammered by the time the clip's over. And you've got your your lettuce, your tomato, your pickles, your onions, and your 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 burger, your patty, whatever it is. 
And that's where we are disrupting our disinformation. And then your bottom bun is where we're dreaming of a better future. So what do I mean by this? Well, when I say in our top bun that we are discovering truth and common grounds, we are essentially opening minds by flat out stating things in our messages that are shared common ground values. Things like, I'm going to give you an example because we're going to look at an example here in a second, but something like we all want our children to grow up safe and happy. Which is like a terrible one for progressives to use with abortion being the, one of the main divisive subjects right now. I heard that and I was like, well, this, guy's, this guy's not even good at this. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. It's a pretty common, common ground value right there. So then for disruption, we are prompting the person that's been spreading the disinformation to, you know, really kind of self-check who's behind the disinformation. Why do they want me to think this, feel this way, be it anger or fear? You know, I've seen a couple of people in the, in the chat mention, oftentimes look for the fear. Absolutely. That's what we want those disinformers out there who are not the bad guys. The bad actors are, are the people who are actively creating the initial disinformation. These disinformers themselves, they're more the victim. They're the victim. He, this guy is the victim. I, I see some comments here in the chat. They're especially, they especially like their bottom buns, says Cornelius Wolfshirt. Sir Tim of Tunnel says power bottom bun. I would be lying if I didn't have that thought myself when I heard some of this clip. I prefer the top bun to be the top bun instead of the bottom bun, but you know. Right. And it's just whatever your meal preference is. And right. so we want them to really step back and, and take a look at where this disinformation came from. And then we've got our bottom bun where we're dreaming of a better future. We're dreaming of the truth together. And so the way that we do this is we give them a reason to remember, to remember their own trust and faith in fact, rather than false narratives. All right. I'm not going to make you listen to all of the rest of that because that it can get a bit. He says bun, I think, a few more times because he gets a little flustered at the end of it and says bun, uh, like, I think four or five more times. And we do get an example here of how they use this. Uh, you go ahead, Cam, with uh, what you what your thoughts are, and I'll see if I can find the example, it, one of the examples anyway. It's just wild to me that anyone could listen. And maybe maybe this makes me like transphobic or homophobic or any number of phobics. But like for real, how do you hear anyone go, absolutely, in the middle of – a presentation that's not a woman and go, Oh yeah, I'm taking this person seriously. Right. I, I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. It's you like, are you, you hate bizarro cam dude. Dude, I don't want to, I, I don't want to punch him. Yes, I do. Put him on the list. <laughs> Stella, put him on the list. All right. So here they give a couple of examples. This one is not from him. I don't think, but this one is uh, probably the best example of the truth sandwich sandwich method being used for the upcoming midterm elections. So I know that it is exactly 30, so I'm going to try and be brief, but if you just want to hear some examples of some of one specific message that we're going to show just to talk about how to go through a truth sandwich, I am going to walk us all through that. So as we said earlier, you can choose from three different um, buckets of issues, and that's um, Oh, you're good, Judy. Um, <laughs> issues and fear mongering that includes issues like liberal indoctrination or anti LGBTQ attacks, 
Second bucket is candidate smears. So attacks that are specific to candidates, you know, maybe in your area, something local. And then the third bucket is voting and election lies. So anything false or misleading about voting like Kelsey outlined earlier. So as a reminder, I know we've seen this before, so I'll be brief, but this is our truth sandwich. And the overall main goal of this is we really want to be able to connect with people on shared values, trigger critical thinking, and give people hope. We want them to end on a positive message too. So how this works is there are two buns and there's a center. So I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. There's <laughs> two buns in the our center. Our first example, we're going to be talking about this divisive issues bucket. And I'm going to be talking about these anti-LGBTQ and other sort of culture wars focused attacks. So first, we really want to establish common values. So we need to find a way for everyone to connect. So instead of focusing on an issue or a policy, um, we're going to use our values. So in this example, we're going to focus on, you know, how bad actors are trying to seed is uh, divisive issues like anti-trans anti and anti-LGBTQ narratives. So this one we use before November, we all get to decide who can fix the real problems we face. So, so is that the common ground? What what baffles me is they think this would work on anybody. Well, the, the, before November, we, all, we we can agree they're doing that whole tactic. You know, we can all agree on this, right? And then they right. just say a very general, generic thing that you know because who who it's coming from. You know that they're they're trying to rope you into something, right? But I, I need you to listen to that sentence. Here's the here's the 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 subtext. Um, we all get to decide who can fix the real problems we face, like yeah. transphobia, like right. homophobia, yeah. not like, oh, I lost my job. Oh, I the can't economy. afford to feed my children. Oh, yeah. I don't stand in solidarity with Ukraine. Or maybe you can. I, oh, I just don't like when they do that, man. No, yeah, dude. And I guess they, maybe there's a few people this works on. There, there's a maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll save this one for the last one. But. Yeah, yeah, I'll mention that if we get to it. But the values thing, this is what I wanted to mention earlier. So these people are the truth brigade, yet they're not pursuing truth because they're very specifically telling the people they're training to never read the content of what disinformers are spreading. So, so how can they know if it's, if it's true or not? Because it, their definition of truth is different. Their def definition of truth is their values. It's live their truth. It's not actual fact-based, evidence-based truth. You think the, the truth sandwich method would work in any court of law? I mean, is there any actual evidence being... No, there's not. There's no case being presented here. There's no... Look at this hard evidence that you can... I shouldn't say hard evidence when we'd be talking about top and bottom buns for 15 minutes with the, the truth brigade here. But there is no evidentiary standard here. This is simply... Our truth is our values. Therefore, anything that is counter to our values is disinformation. A and this is just accepted. Now, there's never any questioning of whether the position, their values that they state are, are valid or legitimate. They just accept it whole and anything else is disinformation. And they, they call themselves the Truth Brigade. And they have roped these people into thinking they are on the side of truth. They have never turned their critical eye towards the foundation uh, of the value set and of the truths that they're propagating to them. And they're not going to. And it shouldn't be surprising to me. But even in this little weird little training session, these things are all so weird. They have their little you know, 1984 type propaganda going on, the Orwellian stuff. They're going to call themselves the truth brigade. They're the values brigade. They're the spread progressive values brigade is what they are. We'll let this continue. Pretty standard. Everyone can agree with that. 
on the next slide, we disrupt the disinformation. So disrupt. it's really important here that we trigger critical thinking. So that can be, you know, getting people to think through their actions and their thoughts or find a way to really think about where they're getting that information. So here we say, so why so much focus on attacking LGBTQ people, banning books and re restricting healthcare? Those aren't my priorities. We're uh, there are a lot of attacks of LGBTQ people. I'm sure that attacks happen. I'm sure that there's people who are very hateful and do things occasionally, but the way they say it, it's like there's just a massive effort to attack LGBTQ people when I think that they're just characterizing. Yeah, it's just a reframing of things that are going on. What, what Do you see a lot of attacks, Cam? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, you saw what happened to Jesse Smollett, and he, he got attacked. It's true. I mean, I see, this yeah, is... This is a situation where people have to create, have to make fictional accounts in order to make it make their statements. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who get attacked for being gay. Right. But I'm also sure there are people who get attacked for being straight. I do think that there's a certain level of um, equality now that's hard to argue with. Yeah. I mean, there's that story is a little bit of a, a different uh, subject, but also related of the uh, the girl who was killed by a guy who ran over her or something. And then he told the police it was because he thought she was a Trump's extremist. And that, wow. that doesn't much, yeah, this happened, I think, a couple of days ago. Questioning the reason behind focusing on wow. these divisive issues um, when there are real issues affecting Americans every day that people are thinking about. These aren't the real issues that people are thinking about. They're thinking about, you know other things that are really important in their daily lives. So without specifically calling out Republican candidates who are, you know, saying really awful and homophobic and terrible things, we're showing people what candidates uh, we're really thinking about and what matters. And then lastly, we conclude with the truth and a positive message again. So remember, people remember what they hear first and most often. That's how this works. So we need to end with a message that uplifts people and comes back to that initial goal. So here we're going to say, this year I'm voting blue to protect families and freedom. So we're bringing it back to some sort of action and that's, you know, voting blue and making sure we're telling people what to do without being so aggressive with it and being so explicit. We're making it our action, not everyone's actions. So we put it all together. This is what it looks like. This is our truth sandwich. This is just one example. You all have creative freedom to do whatever you want, um, but you'll no, see that don't. you can kind of <laughs> pick whatever issue or candidate resonates with you for the next uh, seven weeks, which is really exciting. Uh, but if you have any questions, it's 832, but we'll stick around to answer them. Well, it's interesting because they already told them they're going to give them three categories of messages to choose from the platforms, the, the exact phrasing of it that they can paste and that they are encouraged to share that as much as possible because they are correct. And this idea that what is shared first and most often is remembered. That's why we see this race to report things and frame certain news stories in certain ways by the news. And then it's just repeated by every single CNN, every single MSNBC, Fox News, all of them, they all do it. If you ever want to do an exercise, you can look at all the shows on any network on a given day and just scan through them on YouTube or something and look at the lower third headlines. So the lower third headlines of every single show starting in the morning to at night will be almost identical. There'll be little variations of it, but the same general message is being pushed because it's just a coordinate. It's not news. It's, yeah. It hasn't been news. It's probably never been news, honestly, but it's definitely not news now. Yeah. Um, this is, God, I just cringe. Just it's cringe worthy, man. And <sighs> half a billion, over half a billion people was the claim. 
uh, of the number of people who've seen this this message. And we could watch this, and it might come off if you didn't know any background about this group. I was just a, a bunch of ladies, a bunch of white ladies sitting there talking to the to the wind. But the reality is that there was a good number of people on this live stream, and this group they get promoted by. CNN by MSNBC, their leaders are interviewed there all the time. And as I said, one of Obama's top guys and a top progressive propagandist was their keynote speaker in this very session they did here. So it's not, this group has influence, strangely. They, they have, they strangely do have influence. So people buy into this. Some people like being talked to as a child. Maybe it turns them on. I, I don't know what the deal is here, but it, I'd be lying if I didn't consider trying to get into that that private Facebook group to see what they're saying. Should we do that? Maybe. Should we, we, we okay. might should try. I, but I, if they would, I haven't really tweeted. I haven't used Facebook in years, so I don't have a lot of material on there that might make it look like I am anti them. So maybe I can get in. I don't let's, know let's both try to get in right after. Actually, I'll do it right now. I'll yeah, do it right now. What, uh, let's, and, and let's see if either of us can get in. And if we can... Let's let's see what we can we can we can find. Okay, what's the name of this Facebook group again? Truth Brigade Facebook. I think I can. Uh, let me see if I can get that clip back in here, pull it up, and we can get the exact name of the the group here. Clip ten, I think it was. Yeah, clip ten. Here we go. All right. So here is the Truth Brigade. Is the name of the group? Well, anyway. All right. Yeah, the Truth Brigade, Indivisible Truth Brigade. They cur- they had six members as of yesterday. So yeah, see if you can get in there. Aid. And while you do that, found it. I'm you already joined. I'm joining yeah. it. <laughs> Request it. <laughs> okay. How did you hear about this group? I you, saw you were, some yeah. of your your training, your incredible training online, and would all caps love to say, know more and say to I was help. So, say I was so inspired by what Dan had to say about the movement. I was so inspired by Dan and what he had to say about the movement. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to do hashtag vote blue no matter who. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. And oh. maybe because you're also Cam, maybe he'll be favorable. He'll view you favorably. Because Cam we'll is the see. one who is who's who's vetting these people. So is he going to reject a Cam? I hope not. I don't know. Uh, I hope you get in, dude. I really hope you get in. It's going to be great. Yeah. So if you ever go into what these groups, do, they're out every- of their mind. It's just they want it to be private because they they're a lot more open about their tactics and stuff. I didn't play a clip this clip yesterday, but there was one of a one of these ladies asking a question where she was kind of like, I don't, very reluctant to say it publicly because she was asking, shouldn't we just be attacking the people instead of even worrying about the content was basically the question. And then he goes on to talk about Dan guy, Obama's guy, goes on to talk about how, yeah, you know, we used to try and get all these people off of YouTube. So we would, he just openly admitted that they would intentionally try and get people removed from platforms. And yet they would tell us cancel culture is not real. And he also culture is not real. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So th- that's all I'm going to play for those on today's show. Mm-hmm. But for the final show, the final story of the day, which is going to be about the 
new Space Force song that re- was released. I don't know if you guys heard, there was a song release for the Space Force today. I'm going to play it for you. I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is going to be the... Hold on, I lost my notes there. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about a game, a video game, that helps you understand what it's like to raise a trans child. So if you've ever been wondering that, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about the drama in the world of chess. So if you want to get access to that subscriber-only content, go to patreon.com slash report. Subscribe there. You can go to propreport.locals.com as well. You can go to rockfin.com slash report. And what you get on top of that, uh, on the subscriber-only content, is you also get this show with the ads taken out. I removed the ads for our subscribers, so check that out. Now on to this final story. Did you hear about the new Space Force song? I didn't. I hope it's a banger. Aaron M. in the chat says it's space is fake and gay. Well, yeah, of Could course. Be. I've never been there. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, think, do you think... Okay, that's it's a really a bo- dirty It's a joke. bottom bun. Space likes bottom buns on the truth sandwich. All right, so that's here we go. I'm going to pull up the Space Force song and let you guys hear it. It's it was written so the military.com wrote that Space Force unveiled its official song, service song, and it's not a banger. Nice turn of phrase there for space for the military site to to use the uh, the lingo of the younger people. I hope this audio works here. I'm gonna be ticked off. <laughs> All right, share screen, uh, Microsoft Edge. Here we go. All right. And do you see? Yeah. So this is on screen now. And let me know if you hear this. Or if you don't hear it, let me know, actually. Hasn't started yet. Space Force unveiled its official I can hear it. song. It's not a bad Space Force finally has an official song, three years after becoming the sixth service branch of the U.S. military. Chief of Space Operations General John J. Raymond unveiled the song Tuesday at the Air Force Association's Air, Space, and Cyber Conference, describing it as something we can be proud of. The lyrics are, We're the mighty watchful eye, guardians beyond the blue, the invisible front line, warfighters brave and true. Boldly reaching into space, there's no limit to our sky. Standing guard both night and day, with the Space Force from on high. Air Force pay cuts canceled. Air Cuts Airman pay Jamie cuts Pekin, canceled. A member of the Air Force did you mean, band in Colorado Springs. Did you mean to play the... I, so did you hear that? Yeah, no, I did not mean to do that. Yeah, I, so it was I, Yeah, it was playing over the whole thing. I was just like, this is extremely yeah, bizarre. I hope this right, is what no, it really is. Yeah, no, I, cl- I clicked the read. I didn't realize. So there was a play button next to the thing that played the readover of it. And I just realized that after. Let me let you hear that again. It's brief because that, that was annoying. It was I was like, why is it doing that? Sorry about that. Here it is again. Around the world would be proud of. I went for it and it kind of that glue I thought.
great. It sounds like what you might hear at a strange church service, and it has the <laughs> symbol of the Space Force coming in. It's very, you can very barely see it in the background of space. You see nothing but da- the darkness of space and, and some stars. And then the Space Force Star Trek like symbol kind of comes closer and closer into screen as they sing that weird song. You think that's what Trump imagined? Do you think he would have okayed that? <laughs> almost feel like they picked this, the, like the, the song that would most be opposite of what Trump is. To yeah. represent Space Force. It, I mean, it, it. I would have thought that that's just one of the other military songs, just with different lyrics. You know, the, the it's that American... I don't know. I don't know how to describe that, but it, Yankee but it Doodle a, stuff. It was a little, like, softer, though. Yeah. Usually that, that stuff, the Yankee Doodle stuff, is similar to that, but, it, but it's more forceful. Like, stuff you might hear... In movie, you've seen movies back that that portray the 1800s when they're playing the the music, the drum beats as they're walking up to war, marching. Yeah. It's a little more forceful. This was kind of very much like a pansy version of the song. Yeah. Not to say that people who are part of it are like that, but they didn't choose the song. It's just a weird <laughs> song, is all. I, th- I like to think that Steve Carell wrote it. Have you seen that show? I see. I think I saw the first season, but I haven't Space seen anything Force. beyond that. I saw the first season. I saw part of the second season, and I didn't think the first season was very good. It would be funny though if, like, a troll to quote Trumpianism, because Trump is the one that started Space Force. Space Force is going to be great if they just made it the most flamboyant beta like military <laughs> operation ever. They, they they make like put they make it pink and they. Maybe there's some uh, glitter on it, Wh- whatever, just to make it completely anti-Trump in the way they, they, the uniforms can just be bright, Perfect. covered in glitter, you know, super, super bright pink, blindingly bright. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for today, unless you have any closing comments, Ken. I have, I, I, I don't have many. I, I, like I, feel, I feel like, I, I feel like I've just been... So, like, I feel like this has been an episode of Cam hears things and just shows his dismay and frustration with humanity. You did, you did, and I appreciated that. When you put your head down, yeah, that's that's what I was anticipating because that these trainings are they're they're a little bit crazy, but adults. We're good. Yeah, I know. They talk to him like they're children. Anyway, we're going to continue the conversation in the XR. And I thank you guys for listening. You guys can find the Propaganda Report podcast wherever you find your podcast. And like I said, the website is going to be up probably next week. And I have a few domain names that I'm, I'm trying to decide with. So I might put that out there, see which ones you guys like the most. And maybe we can vote on it and we'll find out which one it will ultimately be. So we will do that next week and we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you.